ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. The Drive with Paul Swan. It is Wednesday, April 10th. Welcome in to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. Glad you're with me. We're going to have some fun today. We're going to talk hockey, of course. That's right. Stanley Cup playoffs begin today. This is my favorite time of the year. It really is. I love this time of year more than I love, say, March Madness. Maybe kickoff, opening day. NFL football. Bengals. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Maybe, maybe that is something that I get excited for. The Bengals are undefeated. They haven't lost. Preseason doesn't count. They haven't lost. The season is anew. There's hope. There's optimism. And then a couple hours later, you know, we're right back to where we were. But that's a big moment for me in sports and the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Now, my New York Rangers are not participating this year, but the NHL draft was last night. Not the actual draft, but the lottery draft. The Rangers moved up. They weren't going to be a high lottery draft pick. They moved up in the lottery. They're second. New Jersey's picking first, and the Rangers are going to be picking second. I'm totally good with that. Our very own Bill Cornwell came by earlier at my desk this morning, and he's like, man, I wanted that number one spot. I'm sitting there going, whoa, wait a minute. The number two spot's just as good. There's some talent out there. I think we're good as far as being Ranger fans. So, I'm excited about the playoffs, and I want to talk hockey today. So I've got joining me from Pittsburgh Sports Live. He does a lot of other things uh, in the Pittsburgh area, covers Pittsburgh sports. He's a contributor to 93.7 The Fan. Mike Asti is going to join us on the program. So we're going to talk to him a little bit later on about the Stanley Cup playoffs. I'll pick his brain a little bit as well about the Pittsburgh Pirates, get his thoughts on that. And then later on, we'll talk baseball. David Kahn from the West Virginia Power is going to join me. He'll be coming up about 5.45. We'll talk about the power. Yeah, they've got the homestand coming up starting tonight, actually. So we'll get into all of that. And, of course, if we've got time, we'll try to get your phone calls in on the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste only, 96 calories. It is the original light beer. So we've got all of that coming up. But, yeah, I'm excited. I get to talk Stanley Cup playoffs. And we've got some good games coming up tonight. Now, when Mike joins us on the program a little bit later on, we'll definitely talk about Game 1 at Nassau Coliseum, Uniondale, Long Island, New York, Pittsburgh Penguins at the New York Islanders. Then we will talk about, of course, the Blue Jackets at Tampa Bay. And that's coming up tonight, 7 o'clock. It's going to be face-off. Guess what? We've got that game for you on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. We'll probably be able to give you the entire Stanley Cup playoffs or at least up to Game 6 on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. But Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340 are going to have a great mix of NBA playoffs and, of course, as well as the Stanley Cup. We've got the Pittsburgh Pirates. Pirates back in action tonight. They got a little later game than usual. Used to those, uh, those games that start a little bit after 7. No, this one's going to start a little bit after 8. So we've got that for you as well. But, yeah, I'm excited. As you can tell, I'm, I'm really wanting to get into this today. So we've got some news to get into, though, before we call it a uh, hockey show. And first of all, got to mention the fact that 
Chase Hancock, Marshall's former linebacker who did a lot for the Thundering Herd, named to the National Football Foundation's Hampshire Honor Society. This kid did it all for the Herd. First of all, he's a former walk-on, and he worked his way up. You look at his stats, 320 total tackles, finished his Marshall career with 19 career tackles for loss and seven career sacks. And he goes out a champion, of course, winners of the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. He had seven total tackles in that. Led the team in tackles five times last season and finished as the team's leader in total tackles in back-to-back seasons. And this is pretty good because this is the third consecutive season a member of the Thundering Herd has been named to the list. Last year, Ryan Yurchek, now with the Oakland Raiders, he was honored. Now, you're kind of curious, what is this about, really? Well, National Football Foundation Hampshire Honor Society is a pretty big deal. And the schools have to nominate the, the kids. So if you're nominated, it's because somebody at Marshall thought, hey, you should be on this. So you get nominated by your school. And members of the NFF Hampshire Honor Society must have completed their final year of playing eligibility in 2018, achieved a 3.2 cumulative grade point average throughout entire course of undergraduate study, met all NCAA or NAIA mandated progress towards degree requirements, and been starters or significant contributors throughout the 2018 season. So, Chase Hancock qualifies for all of that. It's a big deal. So congratulations to him. He deserves it. And again, these kids deserve everything they get. A lot of these kids maybe don't get the recognition they deserve, and I'm glad he's getting that recognition because he was a key component of Marshall's football team. And, of course, if you follow social media, you saw that John Elmore is – continuing his um, hope to be an NBA player. Uh, he announced he signed an agent. So, you know, we knew that was coming. But I appreciate the way that kid has operated. Came to Marshall, played, expressed a desire to play in the NBA, wanted that to be the next level for him. So what's he do? He doesn't sign an agent. No, he goes, works out. He's seen by scouts. He does everything right gets evaluated, hears what they have to say, takes their instruction, takes what they recommend, and then comes back and thinks, okay, I'm going to work on all this. And then he does it again. Then he comes back. I'm going to finish my senior season. And look at his senior season. He broke a lot of records, got to win a postseason championship. I mean, that's pretty cool. It's not the NCAA tournament, but it's still pretty cool that you got to go to a postseason tournament and win it. Not just show up, get a drink, and then leave. You actually want it. So that's pretty cool. So I think we're going to hear some other kids uh, announce they have agents pretty soon. But uh, Elmore on social media mentioning that. And uh, didn't I see where he had actually said that he was also going to be uh, in the basketball tournament? You know, the one that Ott Elmore uh, got into after his career? I'm okay with that. I want to see that. See Coach Elmore coach's uh, brother. I'd like to see that. So that'll be fun. So light day for Marshall. We, however, have got baseball to talk about. Later on, David Kahn's going to join me from the West Virginia Power. And we're going to talk a little hockey, throw in some Penguins 
throw in some Pirates baseball as well. He covers it all. Does a lot of it at Pittsburgh Sports Live. He's also a contributor to 93.7 The Fan. He's their lead host and program director over at Pittsburgh Sports Live. Mike Asti is going to join us when we come back from the other side of the break here on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Some of the best times you ever had probably started at Huntington's Premier Bar, the Union Pub and Grill. Because Herb and the gang have been serving up ice-cold beer and great food in the Tri-State for more than 36 years. Open Monday through Saturday, 4 till late, happy hour 4 to 7, with a complete kitchen that serves from 5 to 1. And you can watch all the games on one of the Union's 10 TVs. So stop by after work, join all your friends, and wind down at the Union Pub and Grill. 1125 4th Avenue, home of the Southern Bell. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's usually this point of the year where we get on the phone, Matt Geica, former Marshall student, covers all the Pittsburgh sports. However, he's not where I need him to be anymore. So instead, uh, we, I think maybe, no offense to Matt, we've, we've done one better. We've got Mike Osti joining us. He's the lead host and program director at Pittsburgh Sports Live. Also, he's a contributor to 93.7 The Fan, knows everything about Pittsburgh sports. I mean, I mean Geico left me, man, so I'm just going to trash talk him <laughs> for 30 seconds. Yeah, Geico's a good guy. I've been, I've been around him. He's a good guy. I, will, I don't hold the Marshall thing against him or you. So I appreciate that. Fair. I really do. I, that's fair. But uh, you know, he, he's a good guy. He has some crazy hair. We're very opposite. He has a lot of hair, and I generally don't have that much hair. I usually shave my head because it grows so fast. So it's opposite there. But I, I always think you're upgrading when, when it's me. I, I, I'm going to be that confident in myself. I appreciate that. You know, and I'm not going to hold that WVU thing. No, I'm not going to do okay. that. that. I mean, I mean, <laughs> okay. that's two strikes. Steelers fan, WVU alum. I mean, right. other than that, you're yeah. a pretty good guy. I think so, at least. Yeah, at least I think so. Well, that's all that counts. And, uh, of course, uh, you guys are doing amazing <laughs> things. Uh, yeah, thanks to, 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 to Matt. He, he really uh, introduced me to a whole new world, Pittsburgh Sports Live. You guys do a lot of coverage. Uh, it must be nice yeah. just to have uh, such a, a rich sports town to be a part of. Well, absolutely. And it kind of Pittsburgh Sports Live is the TV radio side of a collection of credentialed websites. There's Pittsburgh Sports Now, which does cover Pitt in a lot of the high schools. Steelers Now, which I run. There's Pittsburgh Hockey Now that Matt was, was heavily involved with, and now Dan Kersky's running. So there's even several other sites where we even go into soccer. So it's a collection of journalists in the Pittsburgh market that have done a lot of established things. I've been with the Trib and WPXI that have now kind of come together to do this uh, freelance venture, kind of a part of the new age of media taking advantage of the digital space and social media and providing a nice outlet and kind of an alternative for fans. So it's going well. And, uh, yeah, I'm heavily involved in it as well as doing other things in Pittsburgh media. But I, I do still I have a new connection to my, my time there. did live in West Virginia during that time. So I still – I know you kind of – I believe we got contact from I, – I, I do work with uh, Dave Weekly over, over there, so – Glad to spread my wings and help you out as well. Weekly's my guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a great guy as well. Absolutely, he does a very he he's lucky. He gets to do a unique uh, Seinfeld like show. 
not to give him publicity, but it's a very unique thing. <laughs> I don't know how to describe what Weekly does, other than Weekly just shows up and be he's Weekly. He becomes Weekly on the radio. That's what he does. Right. <laughs> he gets to do whatever he wants, basically how to describe it. There's pretty much no rule that doesn't appear. I follow his tweets, and it's like, hey, are you in on this sloppy hamburger? What kind of what kind of yeah? So it's a lot about yeah. A long time before I get on here, he asked me the name. You know what I would name my dog in the future. My what name I used to have a dog. What that name was. My opinions on food. It's it's my smorgasbord that uh that I, I, I it's interesting. Well, I'm not going to ask you your opinions on food. Not today, anyway. Let's get you. Uh, okay. Let's get you we'll through the, the first future. day. I mean, because you know we we've, we've we've got a lot to to do here. Um, we got to get over, right. you know, our, our affiliations. We, you know, we got to come together, build that bridge, and um, why not okay. talk hockey? That's um, that's how I become friends. Yeah, we can with do everybody. that there. Yeah, that's that's how yeah. I, I make friends. If if you're a guy, <laughs> you're a lady, you're you're someone who uh, supports hockey. You know, instantly, I've got something I like about you. So. Right. And um, actually, um, you've got probably one of the better matchups uh, to, to cover this week with the Islanders and the Penguins. I'm an old school Islanders fan. I'm a Rangers fan, too, but I'm an old school Islanders fan. Okay. So I remember back in the day watching these matchups when they mattered between the Islanders and the Penguins. And it's fun to see that again. Yeah, and it's, there was a very historic matchup that I'm sure you remember where the Islanders knocked the Penguins out of the playoffs back in 93. And Many Penguins fans, and Mary Lemieux has said this too, that that might actually have been the best team in Penguins history. And that's a franchise that's won five cups, and that was not a Stanley Cup. That was after back-to-back cups. So there's some history between these two franchises. There's even some recent history between these two franchises and some pretty highly contested regular season games. And then you throw the monkey wrench in with Barry Trotz being the Islanders head coach this year, Trotz coming over from the Capitals where he won a Stanley Cup last year. Him and Ovechkin finally got off the side and got their elusive Stanley Cup for themselves individually as well as for the Capitol franchise. And there was years and years of a rich history and a rivalry between the Penguins and Capitals in the playoffs, most of which Barry Trotz being the head coach, especially recently. So there's there's some um, some bad blood there potentially between the head coaches, but it'll be an interesting rivalry. I do think it's one of those rivalries, though, at least right now, and, and maybe for another couple of years until the Penguins veterans get even older. And, and I do believe going into this series, the Penguins have a talent edge. I mean, it does appear a little bit almost a older brother, little brother type of thing where the Islanders are now in a new era without Jonathan Tavares, who leaves and goes to the Maple Leafs. But their young team, including a young goalie tandem, is able to still get them in the playoffs and kind of surprise some people that, hey, they lose the superstar, but they still get in the postseason and actually have a better year without him than when he was there a season or so ago. And the Penguins, are still, they're an older team now. They're getting a little bit older, but they still have the best player in the world for my money in Sidney Crosby. They still have Malkin, who had a little bit of a down year, but it seems ready to go from what he's saying. Kessel, Latang, et cetera. Some players that have played a little bit below their normal standards, this past season, where it was a bit of a roller coaster ride, but I don't think the Islanders or any team is excited to face the Penguins with that stacked roster and some great players, young players like Jake Ensel uh, and company in and of themselves, and Matt Murray, of course, in net. So they pose a very, very tough test to an inexperienced Islanders team at this level, even though their coach is experienced to be here now. 
You mentioned that Crosby line. Brian Russ is expected to be on that possibly as far as uh, right. starting tonight. And uh, I followed his career this year with glee as I had him in my fantasy hockey team for uh, several weeks. Okay. And I could okay. I could attribute to the fact that uh, he was involved in a lot of offense. And you just you go down the line, and I don't see where you can't get offense from. I mean, you go down to the third line. You go down you know, to defensemen. Um, if I'm right. the Islanders right now, I'm hoping I can outscore the Penguins because I don't know if you can keep them off the board. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be tough. And, and the only thing you can hope for, really, if you're the Islanders, is two, one of two things happen. And this is usually what you would need to happen in terms of an upset or in terms of a a team that's not expected to win a series, especially against a veteran, experienced, championship laden roster like the Penguins. There's been a lot of upsets throughout the history of the NHL. I mean. There's been teams with five, six Hall of Famers that end up losing a, a series. There was John Sebastian Jaguar in 03, took a Ducks team that nobody expected to do anything, upset the defending champion Red Wings that had 10 Hall of Famers, and then took them to a cup final and lost in seven. So it can happen. And that one of those two things would be like Jaguar in 03, having stellar goaltending and having a goaltender stand on his head and steal a series, steal at least a couple games. For this case, you have two goaltenders that are apparently going to split time. That's kind of an issue that I would have. I'd be a little nervous if I was an Islanders fan. You can have a goalie steal a series against a better team, but it's very rare you're going to have goaltenders who are splitting time going into the series and have that work out. It's one thing if one guy goes in there and then doesn't play well and somebody else takes over and then stands on his head and steals the series, but it's very unlikely you're going to have a situation where they know they're 1A and 1B going in and it works out, you need to tell me that if the Islanders win game one, they're going to change goalies? I mean, that's what Barry Cross is saying to the media. That almost sounds unbelievable and crazy. Can you imagine if they would win game one, change goalies, and then lose game two? I mean, you're setting yourself up for disaster, but that's what they've been doing most of the year. And then the other option would be kind of getting lucky and having the Penguin Stars play below their standards and not get a full depth of scoring, have Crosby not have a good series, Malkin, Castle, et cetera, even down to the bottom six of Gensel or of Ryan Rusty, you mentioned, that's been a clutch playoff player in recent years when they went back-to-back. If those players don't play well, maybe it's from the goaltending or whatever else, then you could win. And Kessel, in particular, is part of the depth that the Penguins need. They move, they're going to move him to the third line for this series to open things up yet again, have scoring depth, separate him from Malkin, and give you that HBK type of production that he had a couple years ago when Hagelin was still there. And hope for the best, because Kessel is one of those guys that if he's not scoring goals, there's not much else he's really giving you. That's what he's paid to do. And there, there was a slump this year. He, he didn't score as much as you would like, even though the assists were there. You want goals from him. So... They need more production from him in the playoffs than they got in the regular season, at least game per game, and we'll see. But it's going to be interesting. I mean, if they manage to legitimately have a 1A, 1B goalie situation, I'd I'd be pretty surprised and impressed, especially if they win the series. There's been goalies that have won cups where they were splitting time and split time during the regular season. But usually once you get midway through a first-round series, there's a clear-cut starter. We saw that with Murray and Flurry, and they went back and forth, but there was a clear-cut starter when healthy it was Murray. And if these two guys are both healthy, it's going to be unbelievable if they both 
split games. I mean, that would be going to be funny if they happen to steal a game and then switch goalies because normally you would ride the hot hand. Joining us on the program, Mike Oste joining us. He is from Pittsburgh Sports Live also. He is a big contributor to 93.7 The Fan. Uh, unfortunately, he's a Steelers fan. I'm not going to hold that against him. Um, I'm just going to let not. I'm not going to let that die. I'm never going to let that die. All right. Well, you, I mean, I, I what you're your Bengals, correct? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I wear it with pride. I'm not. I don't hide. Okay. From I was going to say. I mean, I'm 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 leaving it go because obviously there's. I got a lot of ammunition. You do. Go Steelers, Bengals. <laughs> I don't. I don't run it from. I don't run from it though. I wear it with pride. Okay. I even have merchandise I wear in public. I, I don't hide from it. Okay. I mean, I, I, I have to tell you the Bengals merchandise, especially those those old, old school jerseys when Shadow Jacinto was there. I could see they're kind of cool. They're, I don't mind them as uniforms, even though some people don't like them. So I'll, I'll give you that. They were entertaining during that age. There's one thing that we can agree on, though. We all don't like the Cleveland Browns. So, I mean, there's something there we can right. bond on. That's true. Yeah. That, that is true. So, the uh, Islanders and Penguins probably going to be the uh, matchup I watch the most tonight. But we've got a full slate. It's like Christmas for, for guys like us who, who love hockey. Kind of, yeah. It, it really is. Uh, you've got tonight Columbus and Tampa Bay. Are we just going to go ahead and just send the trophy over to Tampa Bay now? Here it is. Here's your Stanley Cup. I mean, they're they're by far the prohibited favorites. Not only win this series, but win the entire conference. This is a team that for years has been ascending to this level. They finally have a full loaded roster, everybody healthy. They were the best team all year. They were going after a single season record, actually, for points. And there's no reason why they would lose this. Although, as I said, the only chance is if a goalie stands on his head. Um, Tortorella has won playoff series before. He's been to a cup final. He's won a cup with Tampa Bay long ago, so this has some history between him and the Lightning franchise having won the only cup they've ever won um, with him as the head coach. So it'll be interesting, but I can't imagine the Lightning would. I mean, it would be right there with one of the historic upsets ever for how great the Lightning were. I want to watch that series, but I know the action's going to be elsewhere, and of course uh, I've got St. Louis and Winnipeg to look at as well, and Okay. I've been t- I've been kind of I mean yeah I've got the bracket going I'm mean, I'm tossing it between St. Louis and Winnipeg I like Winnipeg St. Louis has been pretty hot I almost think that the East is more clear cut than the West There's so many teams that can come out and you circle right. you circle Tampa Bay as okay they're pretty much the odds on favorite but you know there are some people leaning St. Louis's way that they, maybe this is their year and it yeah it, it hasn't been their year for really ever. Um, so, yeah, this would be phenomenal. If it was their year, they kind of would be an underdog team. The franchise has never won a cup. In fact, the only time the franchise has ever been in the cup final is actually, you could argue, there's a little asterisk on it back in the 70s because that was when you automatically had to have one of the expansion teams that was the new new teams in the league at that point. One of them automatically had to make the cup final. So it really wasn't fair. You, you, all your new teams were had, one of them had to win. It was the best of the bunch. They weren't really the best teams in, ter- in terms of how it would be now or one of the two best teams um, to get there. So that's it. They really they, they have kind of had a history of, of being really good and then not doing well in the playoffs. So it's hard for me to buy those. The Blues will, will now do it, but they have been red hot recently. It's a whole different team, and it could happen. The, the Jets last year run that I thought was pretty surprising at that point. So we'll see. They actually have more experience which generally can be an edge, but also they can 
carry over. I mean, the Santa Cup playoffs are a grind, and if you go through three or four rounds a season ago, then through a whole other playoff, it's rough to turn it around. That's why going back-to-back or beyond that is so tough in the NHL. But I, I, Tampa Bay is the, the prohibitive favorite in the East, and I think you're correct. The West is wide open. I wouldn't be surprised if any of those teams out West advance. The sexy pick I've heard from some is San Jose, potentially Joe Thornton last year to go for the Cup. Maybe they would finally get back there and would actually win. They lost the Penguins in the first of the recent back-to-backs. So it would, it's going to be interesting. I think the East has better teams. The East has more teams that could win the Cup. I would bet the East is probably going to win the Cup if it's not Tampa, the Capitals, the Penguins. A lot of teams potentially could be that, that team. Whereas in the West, it seems like they're kind of fighting for, for second place, but there's some quality teams there. I mean, we saw what Vegas did last year, and Flurry could easily do it again. Nothing would surprise me. Mike Ostey joining us on the program, program director at Pittsburgh Sports Live. And uh, we're talking a lot of hockey here. Uh, we forgot one thing. Yesterday, sort of like Christmas for me, as the, uh, the lottery draft took place and New Jersey gets the first pick, and my beloved right. New York Rangers get the second pick, which I'm good with. I'll take <laughs> I'll take second. I'm good. I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah, that's still pretty good. I have a good friend of mine that's a Rangers fan. He was hoping they would maybe rig the lottery for the Rangers, but I, second's still pretty good. It's a good draft coming up. I thought that was rigged for the Rangers because there were a lot of teams that did <laughs> pretty bad who are sitting there thinking, right. wait a minute here, this is supposed to benefit us and it's not. Right. Yeah, the, the, the Devils and Taylor Hall ends up, come into good luck charm and the Devils get the first pick. Ray Shiro's still going to be there and he got re-signed and now has the first pick so he's building that franchise after he worked with Penguins. It'll, it'll be interesting. They're, they're a franchise that has had a lot of success but they're not going to give you the glamour to say the Rangers are an original six. I was surprised that it wasn't rigged to be completely honest with you and I was surprised that franchises like the Blackhawks or even the I was shocked the Detroit Red Wings, I believe they're picking six, I believe. I-, I was shocked they didn't have that a-, a better situation. I mean, they were in the top five in terms of the percentages for a chance at the number one overall pick. Once again, had a rebuilding type of year. It's odd to see them not as a playoff team. And I wouldn't have been shocked if the NHL tried to rig it for the Red Wings. With Dylan Larkin ascending as an American star in kind of a new era after that to Gonzettaberg, wouldn't have been shocked if they wanted the Red Wings to be good again, but that didn't happen either. So maybe they just made 100% fair, and maybe we're just cynics and skeptical in sports these days, or they going to be rigged for somebody. Maybe they didn't go the NBA direction, and they just did a legit draft lottery. But either way, Taylor Hall is going to have a, another star around him, and that devil seems to be pretty good uh, pretty quickly again. Makes the East a lot tougher. I mean, that's one thing you, you can't say about – the playoffs is those teams that got in, including Pittsburgh, and you had to fight your way through it. I think the West, again, a little easier of a path for some of those teams compared to the East. Right. Uh, right. I really think the champions coming out of the East, and, and it could be Pittsburgh, just the way that the schedule was. Uh, there's not a really bad pick out of that <laughs> bunch. I don't think there is. No, and I wouldn't, you never can count Sidney Crosby out. I mean, what he's been telling us, you can find this coverage in Pittsburgh hockey now. He's ready to go. He's very, very motivated to win another Stanley Cup. He already has three. He's been to four finals. When you get to four championships, you're getting into real rare company. That's double what Lemieux had. That's more than Steve Eisenman. 
That's tying Gretzky. That's a big deal. He wants to win again. They have a really good team still. I mean, people were down on them most of the year, and they almost didn't make the playoffs. They didn't clinch until the 82nd game of the season, or 81st maybe. But it was towards the end of the year. So I get it. They played below themselves. But this is a veteran team that's been there and won before. Crosby still can turn it on when he won. Malkin played a little bit below themselves, and he's hungry and ready to go. And it's very rare to have a team with all rings on their finger and be that hungry, but they really, really want to do it and win again and kind of prove themselves that the regular season slumps weren't really who they truly are. And we'll see. Nothing would surprise me. Again, I would not want to play the Penguins in a close series by any means. And even the, as, as great as Tampa Bay is, Tampa Bay lost to the Penguins a couple years ago in the conference finals. And granted, that was with Sam supposed to be hurt. But the Penguins roster, if they play to where they should and play to their level of capability, should be able to beat anybody. And wouldn't surprise me if they win again. But the Lightning are for sure the favorite. And they've been playing the best hockey all year. But the best team, the Stanley Cup playoffs are kind of a unique crap season. It's such a gauntlet. The best team does not always win. I mean, I, the Red Wings' 90s run, the best regular season they had, which is what the Lightning were shooting for, was 95. They, they, didn't, they didn't even get into the Cup Finals. They lost in the conference. The Red Wings won Cups after that. So sometimes maybe you kill yourself for the regular season. I don't know. But a, a hot goaltender can win a series. Nothing, will, nothing really should surprise anybody in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Things can, it really is where the unexpected can happen. Mike Osti joining us, Pittsburgh Sports Live. And, of course, um, we will be following everything you guys are throwing out. The Pirates are back in action, hoping to rebound from a beating by the Cubs. As right, I had, right. had, to, had to sit and listen to all of that the other day, just every inning completely. Yeah, that's one of those games you're just going to throw out. I mean, it's interesting. You, you just... It's weird to say, though, they've only, speaking of the Bengals and Cincinnati, they've only been able to beat the Cincinnati Reds, who nobody would expect it to have been good, struggling with the Cardinals and Cubs, who are contenders. Those give you some nerves there that maybe teams that are above their level they won't be able to compete with. Um, but they've been interesting, to say the least. If it's not going to be a playoff year, and I wouldn't expect it to be one, they uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, we've already seen a bench-clearing brawl. We've already had suspensions. Uh, we had controversy. It's been fun, and we've only had a week and a half into the season. 7.40 tonight right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 9.30. Mike Hostie joining us. Pittsburgh Sports Live, uh, soon to be a regular contributor to this site, uh, especially since you know I don't have a hockey expert anymore. I mean, okay. Geica's out. You're the guy. I mean, you're, you're, okay. you're I, will, I will take the reins for Geica. I, I can feel comfortable in doing so. I mean, he got big shoes to fill. I mean, face it, and he He's was a good guy. Yeah. he was the hair of hockey for a long time in Pittsburgh. Yeah, well, he, yeah, he was he was doing a lot of hockey coverage here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, he, he had a cancel, and he wanted to, you know he he got a little uh, I don't know he got he got too, too family focused. Not that I'm not, but uh, he let his hair continue to, to grow and grow, and uh, he's he's busy now running marathons and doing stuff with Robert Morris. So. Yeah, I can take the reins. I can take the reins for, for Geica. We, we keep on moving even uh, even without him now. But he, he's a good guy. I have nothing necessarily bad to say about Mike Nettick. No, and, you know, so uh, before we let you go, uh, how is this experience compared to weekly? 
I mean, you rate this higher, lower? Do I have work to do? <laughs> um, well, I mean, your show's still going on, so I guess if I don't rank you, if I rank you below weekly, you're just going to badmouth me off the air. <laughs> you hang up on me. Fair, I mean, that's very always fair. a possibility. I, I don't know you never know. Weekly's not going to be aware of this ranking right now, so I'll rank you above weekly just because of that as we speak here on this show. But I do I do love weekly. There's really no show like it. I tons of shows. I mean, he it's really a Steinfeld smorgasbord of shows, but um, I, I will... I will give you the nod since I'm on air with you, and I won't tell you if I then give Weekly the nod when he asks. Well, you should give him the nod. And does he greet you like he greets me? Hey, man, does he greet you like that? He does. He's, yeah, it's, it's, like a, it's like a friend. He, he's the, the, hey, man, how you doing? It's been a long time. Some, he always, I, I, he's been a long time. Sometimes I just talked to him a week earlier. It's not really been a long time. But, but, uh, but he, he's, he's, uh, he's always a uh, fun conversation. At least. Been wanting to do this for a while. I'm glad we got together finally. Mike Osti joining us, Pittsburgh Sports Live. Thanks for doing this short notice, and uh, we'll do it again soon. Absolutely. Yeah, just uh, let me know. Yep. And I'm not going to hold that WVU Pittsburgh thing against against you. That's I mean, that Steelers thing. Right, it's, I, it's over. It's yeah, done. I, I, <laughs> it's it'll never come up again. I appreciate it, and uh, maybe we'll, uh, we'll we'll grab a beer in Morgantown sometime. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. I'll, I'll come. Do you want to go to enemy territory? I'll do it. I got friends up okay. there. We'll do it. We'll do it. Okay. Mike Oster joining us on the program. We got to take a quick timeout. We come back. We got David Kahn, West Virginia Power, joining us here on the Drive, ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty. Buckle up, Paul Swan has the wheel on the Drive, ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty. Okay, it's time once again for that most popular segment of all. Soon to be a major motion picture and a podcast and probably a book deal as well. Um, it's no longer the drive with Paul Swan, and it's um, it's going to get its own produced intro soon. Just give me time, uh, maybe at the end of the season. It's Swan and Con, David Con joining us from the West Virginia Power. Um, book deal, movie, we're going to make this big, man. Oh, we're going to make this. Huge. We're going to make this astronomical. This is going to be otherworldly by the time we're done with it, Paul. I'm down with it. Let's go. Um, I can't wait to get the royalties. <laughs> you know, maybe we could just focus on that gimmick, and we could both quit our jobs, and we'll just focus on our other gimmick. That sounds great, but can I still call baseball on the side? Okay, that's fine. Yeah. All right. Yeah, All right, we, cool. we, we can do yeah. that. So, All right, I'm good with that. So, hey, um, you just got home, huh? Like a couple minutes ago? Yeah, like literally just walked in the door. <laughs> Um, yeah, we just got back from our first road trip of the season. Uh, got it. We have an interesting team. I will say that, uh, interesting bunch, certainly going to provide a lot of storylines, a lot of, uh, certainly, uh, expectations that I think will be lived up to, but, uh, I think it's a little too soon to tell right now. These guys are certainly definitely adjusting, uh, to this level. That is very evident, but I think overall, I was pleased with what I saw this weekend. Finally get to come home. You just sat down, answer the phone. These guys uh, will get to play in front of the home fans starting on Thursday, and you're going to be there until April 17th when you uh, finish up the homestand with Lakewood. Uh, how excited are these guys just to be able to play in front of fans that are there cheering for them? Oh, they're so excited. I mean, literally on the bus today, like, oh, we finally get to play in front of our own fans tomorrow. Like, we get to we get to have some support tomorrow because these guys have been on the road. And, and, and let me tell you, Greenville and Lexington, man, those fans were, like, 
it was brutal. Like they were attacking uh, some of the players, not, you know, physically, but it's like they were verbally just like booing some of the guys. I'd never really seen that before in minor league baseball. Um, but yeah, they were, they were a little rough. Uh, I was a little shocked, but uh, they're very excited to come back home and uh, play in front of the home crowd. And, and we're really excited just to be here. And, and we have a great promotional slate set up. We have a great group of games coming up and, I think everything's going to be really, really successful this weekend. Who stands out the most early on with this group? Julio Rodriguez, without a doubt, on the offensive side. I mean, he had a hit in his first six games. He's reached base in all seven. Uh, his power is equivalent, if not greater, than O'Neill Cruz's. Um, he's a nice, such a nice guy. He robbed a home run in Lexington that was absolutely unreal. Um, he stands out from that perspective. From the pitching side, Logan Gilbert has been phenomenal in two starts. Uh, he struck out nine yesterday in a win for West Virginia. Uh, his stuff is just kind of electric. He hits 97 with a fastball, slider curve change, all really good. Uh, and this is his second professional start. I mean, he, he was out all of last year with Mono, so uh, it's kind of tough for him to, you know, get back in the saddle after being down with that for so long. But he has rebounded and then some, and it's really fun to watch. Coming up this weekend, it's going to be Augusta, then Lakewood. First opportunity for fans to go see the West Virginia Power. David Kahn joining us on the program, voice of the West Virginia Power. And how excited do you think it's because it's been a while? You would have thought already we would have had some power baseball at home. So, just what's that anticipation like? I know there's got to be fans. I know the toast man's got to be chomping at the bit to get some toast out there. Um, it's been a while since we've seen power baseball at home. Well, I can tell you Toastman is fervently waiting uh, to uh, provide some cheers. I'm actually literally sitting right next to the Toastman right now. I'm staring at him in his office, and he is uh, grinning ear to ear at the fact that we have baseball tomorrow. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's going to be great. I mean, everyone is ready to go. It is really weird that we have not played baseball at home yet this season, uh, at least as the West Virginia power. Obviously, we've had Marshall and West Virginia games there. But, uh, yeah, it is, it is very weird that it's April 11th or April 10th and we have not played home baseball, but we're really excited to be back home tomorrow. Does he have fresh bread? I mean, does he have uh, stacks and stacks of Heiner's Bakery's finest bread? I mean, is he is he ready to go? He's got stacks on stacks on stacks. Okay. Good. I mean, I'm expecting lots of toast, maybe some buttered out there tomorrow. Well, I will tell you, Paul, when Logan Gilbert pitches especially, you're going to get a ton of toast. And when this power team, honestly, we have struck out 82 batters in our first seven games, which is kind of unreal. It leads the league by a sizable margin. I was going to ask you, is that the strength of this team so far? Yes, 100%. Uh, strikeout, strikeout group, uh, the bullpen is electric. Uh, they've given up four earned runs in 20, or no, 31 innings now. Um, so, I mean, that's a 1.11 ERA, which is amazing. Uh, we still have seven relievers that have a spotless ERA through seven games. If you get, if you get to our bullpen, usually that's where you are happy because you get past a good starter. We're kind of the opposite. We have a really good, we have a good starting staff. Our bullpen is so shut down. It's really, really fun to watch. David Kahn joining us, West Virginia Power in action starting tomorrow. He literally just got off the bus, sat down at his office. The toast man's already making some toast for him, and so he's getting set for tomorrow. And a thankfully, a, a long stretch. You start on the 11th, you end on the 17th. You've got the uh, 
Augusta Green Jackets and the Lakewood Blue Claws. Yeah, green yes, and blue. Indeed. Augusta, uh, yeah, green and blue. Augusta then Lakewood. We fared well against Augusta last year. Lakewood, not so much, but they're a whole different team. They were a pitching group last year. Lakewood is now a hitting group. They have two of the top prospects in Philadelphia's system, hitting wise. The batting champion in the GCL, and then a guy named Alec Baum, who you're going to know in a few years when he makes it the big league, because uh, he's the top prospect in their system. The Augusta Green Jackets, meanwhile, are loaded, and I mean loaded with pitching talent. So they're certainly going to be tough to watch. The pitching matches this weekend are going to be really fun. David Kahn's our guest. Now, you mentioned earlier that these kids are still getting adjusted to the level of play. Are you in reference to just the fact that it's a, a step up for a lot of these kids or just the quality of the South Atlantic? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. You know, 11 guys are making their full season debut this year. So uh, I think that there's certainly a lot of adjustments that need to be made. But there's, there's a, a lot of veterans on this team as well that are helping these guys adjust. And I think seeing a guy like Julio Rodriguez just come in and automatically – you know, be really good uh, is giving these guys kind of motivation to, to kind of match him and also be, you know, at his level of, you know, performing. And there are guys that have shown spurts. Like we've, we've hit three home runs this year and, and there are three different guys that you wouldn't expect. It's not Rodriguez. It's not Kelnick. It's Cesar Trejo, Bobby Honeyman, and Brian Ogren. So, uh, you know, those guys have, have started to hit. And, and I think uh, give, it, give this team till mid-May and I think they'll really be grooving. Now, years past, you would have some holdovers from the previous season. And, of course, every year it's a new team. You get new guys and new prospects. But you're getting a whole new team, a whole new organization. So how's that been handled as far as, okay, here's what to expect the first time you say you play uh, Lexington. Or here's the first uh, thing you should know when you go and play Augusta or you're down at Lakewood. You know What's that been like as far as getting these kids ready? Because you really don't have that person on the team that can pass down that information, sort of that that heritage, that legacy. Okay, here's what it's like here. Sure. So it's actually uh, nice because we have David Berg, who has been in the South Atlantic for twice as a manager. So he's been to all these ballparks, so he knows that. And our hitting coach, Eric Ferris, was with the power in 2008. So he has also been in this league and knows these cities. So that's been really helpful because they can prepare these guys for what they're going to experience because they've actually played at these ballparks before. David Kahn joining us, West Virginia Power. Of course, the baseball's the sell, but you got some fun things coming up. Oh, we absolutely do. Uh, opening night tomorrow is incredible. We have an opening night parade at 5 o'clock. We're giving away a magnet schedule. Thirsty Thursday, I know you're a fan of that, Paul. Huge. Tomorrow night. Huge. Yeah, and it's actually new this year. We've got $2 cans and 20-ounce and beverages. So, uh, very good deal there. Um, and also, if you're a college student out there, so any of you college students in Marshall listening out there in Huntington, uh, two-for-one tickets if you bring your student ID to the box office tomorrow. Um, only for college students, only on Thursdays during the regular season. Um, and then we've also got a post-game fireworks show tomorrow night as well. On Friday, we're actually doing Welcome to Seattle Night, where we're giving away a brand-new Seattle Night poster. I designed it myself, so I can tell you it looks good. I'm staring at it right now. Um, it looks very good. Uh, and no modesty I'm, here, well, none. No modesty. It just I, look. I I I don't do you know poor. I don't do poor things. I don't, I don't produce poor poor products. Okay, Paul, you should know this by now. Um, and then uh, on so we're also doing a bunch of Seattle themed promotions, playing some Seattle music. Grab your flannels, put on your Birkenstocks, bring an umbrella. Hopefully it doesn't rain, but that would be typical of Seattle if it did. Um, 
on uh, on Saturday, we have Brewfest Charlie West, so more beer drinking. Uh, and we are offering a $30 uh, party deck package where you can get five craft beer vouchers for the festival after the game. We've also got a pregame, postgame concert that day. Uh, Sunday's Kids Sunday Fun Day. Monday's Family Buck Night. Tuesday is Two for Tuesday, where we're offering two for one tickets for everyone in the ballpark if they want them. And then Wednesday is a 10:30 Grand Slam School Day to cap it off. David Kahn, our guest, West Virginia Power. He's got baseball tomorrow. Um, so um, tonight you're watching hockey, right? Uh, no. <sighs> I know. I know. I, look, I'm not a big hockey guy. We talked about this tonight. I will be. I I don't want to watch any sports tonight. I want to. I want to. You know, I have a lot of work to get done, but I'm also going to watch Survivor. That is that is my Wednesday night show. Really, Survivor? Really? What? What? Paul, what's wrong with Survivor? It's what's been right? on for 38 years. Obviously, or 38 seasons. Obviously, it's something is right about it. Look, I was there in 2000 when it debuted. It was neat then. It was cool. It's it's not all right. Now. At least you know when it debuted. I'll yeah, I do. I was there. I was watching it. I watched it. It's still good. If you say so, David, I'm not going to argue with you. If you say so, I mean, I'm going to be watching. Real, I, I'm going to be watching real good reality TV tonight. What do you mean, hockey? Yes. <laughs> it's not reality TV. It's real. <laughs> it, is, it is. All right, this is for another podcast. <laughs> it's real. It is real. I mean, Survivor, Fine. Fine. Hockey, American it's Idol, real. American Idol, Hockey, The Voice. Survivor is real. It's not real. Yes, it is. It, it's not real. Is David, come on. It's not real. It's it's like Big yes, Brother. It it's not real. Oh, stop it. Even though Big Brother is better than Survivor. That's not even close to true, and uh, that's almost sacrilegious that you said that. Oh, I said it. I'll say it again. It's, oh, it's all right. better. All right. We we need to have a whole other podcast episode where we debate what's better. I mean, come on. Julie Chen, what, what more do you want? She's, uh, she's an excellent I can host. Name like, I can name like five or six women automatically on Survivor that are better than her. I'm not. I'm talking about as a host. I know. Okay. That's what I'm saying. All right. And Jeff Probst is way better than Julie Chen, hands down. If you say so. I mean, I do. You can't. You, you enjoy. Um, you enjoy that tribal council tonight. I'm going to be watching hockey. All right. I hope it goes to five overtime. That's fine with me. I know. I know that's not possible, but I hope it does. It's good with me. I mean, <laughs> I hope it goes to a shootout because I know that's exciting. Yeah, it's playoff hockey. It's not going to a shootout. Oh, that's right. All right, sudden death. I hope it's a sudden death goal winner. All right, there you go. Uh, we'll talk right. next week. Talk sooner, probably. Uh, we'll talk soon. Absolutely. All right. Talk to you soon, Paul. David Kahn, West Virginia Power. I lost a little respect for him. Not really, but come on. Survivor over hockey. What's wrong with you kids today? That does it for this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.